Welcome back, everyone, to the Coconut Curry Podcast, a podcast where I say wear the same flannel back-to-back weeks, but we're just going <laughs> to oh, ignore that. I didn't that. realize that. We are a group of college kids at the University of Pittsburgh. We talk sports. If you like what you see, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. We talk about anything from the NBA, MLB, and NFL right now. We're in definitely hockey. NFL season, but we're becoming baseball fans. Baseball playoffs around the corner, so we're going to talk Red about October. That. So we're going to talk All about right. that a little bit today, and then we will never talk about hockey if you see us talking about you know, hockey on this podcast. and put out alert i like hockey okay it's cool can, there's a difference between liking hockey and talking about ho- right, hockey fine. for fun oh you guys Whatever. need to buy um ostrich betting bets or ostrich racing bets ostrich anyway, anyway. <laughs> we're gonna move on there like i said if you like what you see please like a comment subscribe it really helps out our channel a lot and we're gonna get into nba news which is really yes. really 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 exciting because we haven't talked about the nba in a minute because the no. nba offseason is always so dry because you always go in and you think you know all these big things are going to happen. Mm. A bunch of people are going to be traded. A bunch of free agency news in the free agent pool. All of them just end up going back to their old teams. Big trades don't happen. But a big trade did happen. Finally. Damian Lillard went to the Miami. Nope, the Milwaukee Bucks. Thank Miami God. Heat avoided getting him. And then now Milwaukee Bucks have Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, and yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo. That scary. Again, this is... I am very hesitant to say anything about this team yet solely because of the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> I am still to this day worried about any super team that is assembled solely because of how bad the Brooklyn Nets were because they had one shot and then they immediately disbanded the entire team. And now the Brooklyn Nets are basically rebuilding. They didn't even give it a good shot. It wasn't even like the Brooklyn Nets like gave it a good shot. Like no. they got bounced. James Harden played like once. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't think any of like it might have been like 10 games that they all played at the same time mm-hmm. together and then they were just like all right we're gone i actually think this is not even correct i think the number might have been 12 yeah no, i, it, I it was wouldn't low. be surprised like but that's but of course the thing that i think with this combination though of damian lillard and Giannis is they're kind of terrifyingly like good pairings together yes because like you know dame stretches the court he's a good point guard he's like a really he's like a, he's a, he is a shoot first point guard but he can still pass the ball he's still able to do that he's actually pretty decent on defense too he's dame? not yeah he's not an absolute liability no. like some other ones um but he's a very solid pairing and then because that's been my whole thing the entire time is that if Giannis is able to get some sort of jump shot the league is over but now he doesn't need to do the jump shot because Damian Lillard is going to be dropping 45 foot bombs well, every single a, game. It's super cliche. If you look anywhere, everyone's going to tell you the super like cliche, like, well, this is a perfect pairing because Dame Lillard can shoot from 40 feet out and, and he's not great on defense and Giannis yeah. is an elite defender. But it's cliche because it's true. It's true. Like, like that's the exact pairing that it doesn't you need want. to be a hot take that it's a perfect pairing. Like it really is. And like they still uh, keep Middleton. He is a really good defender too. Like, Obviously, well, Raj think, thinks he's really ugly, so he I think the him, core of building a good team is having a good big man, a good guard, and then a good versatile forward. Hey, Which Sixers, exactly is what they have. take some notes, please. Well, we will, uh, we will yeah, talk we'll about the Sixers about because I am not a big fan right now. But the trade goes: Bucks get Damian Lillard, Blazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Kamara. They get a, a 2029 first. It's crazy that we're talking about 2029 so far picks. Away unprotected they swap with the bucks in 2028 and they get 2030 picks so blazers get a haul but i mean that's a haul that's coming down six seven years down the mm-hmm. pipeline which is yeah really far away Suns get Yusuf nurkic grayson allen to see little and keon johnson the big thing i want to talk about because i am a resident Suns fan here i don't i understand they didn't want deandre ayton for team culture i'm sure there's more behind the scenes stuff we haven't heard before but they're not a better team today 
because they got Yusuf Nurkic to play center. No. And they had media day today. We're recording this on Monday. And you'll probably see this on Tuesday when it comes out. Yusuf Nurkic is not making that Suns team better. And no. at media day today, they were pretending as if like they were better. They got Shaq, basically. It's like, no. They were pretending <laughs> that their team got better with Yusuf Nurkic. And I can <laughs> promise you they did not get any better. Oh, don't worry. They got Grayson Allen, though. He'll injure every single good player. <laughs> and I am a, like I am a Sam Howell fan club member. I am a Nasir Little fan club member, so I am happy to see him. But the Suns do have to still make moves there because I'm not sure... Yusuf Nurkic is the center that they're going to have banging with Nikola Jokic in the Western Conference no. Finals or Anthony Davis. So no. they're going to have to figure out something around there. I think the haul for the Blazers is really good because you're going to pair that with the haul they got from Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. who went to the Celtics. So that trade goes Boston Celtics get Drew Holiday for Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, the third two future first round picks, one from Golden State in 2024 and then Boston's 2029 pick. I think the Blazers did great here. This is a much better haul than they could have gotten from Miami Heat. Yeah, they got an absolute. They got because this is exactly what you would. If you're a rebuilding team with like an old superstar, like this is exactly what you need. Just picks, just picks, and some like some like you know decent rotational players every once in a while, whatever. But like you, you really need exactly what they got. And Miami just physically wouldn't be able to give up that because and it's also it's like who would you rather have like DeAndre Ayton or Tyler Hero? It's like look, love Tyler Hero. But he's doesn't have the same kind of potential as a DeAndre Ayton on like a young team like this. And who's the uh, point guard that they just got on uh, the last draft? Um, Who? Blazers. Uh, Blazers. Yeah. Hand- yes. Henderson. Yeah. So I think that's going to be like a very solid like young roster where DeAndre Ayton like he's he's like kind of a he's a center, but like he's more of like a power forward. I think notably um, here, Boston's 2029 unprotected pick. We have no clue what that will be because that's in. Yeah, we're in true. 2021. It's gonna be five years later. Jason Tatum will be coming on the last year of his extension. Jalen Brown will be coming on the last year extension. Probably know. They could be traded by that point. They could just not be resigned anymore. They could just be older and not as good. Mm-hmm. I know Jason Tatum's always 19 years old. Yeah, he's still but 19. So. He will eventually be 30 at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be 19 until he's 30. <laughs> yeah. So, I think a 2029 pick where your bla- like Blazers could get that pick, and then all of a sudden it's like the Blazers have the sixth pick and the ninth yeah. pick and people are like where did the hell they get the like, ninth pick oh wait this, like, that's boston oh yeah they traded they traded away drew holiday in yeah. 2023 <laughs> and they acquired this 2029 <laughs> yeah. pick so blazers i think blazers did really good yeah. it's way better than nicole jovich uh hami Hakez, tyler hero and a couple first pick yeah like that's not worth it so i'm i'm a big fan raj do you have any takes on those big two big trades happening i just like Peter said, with what happened with the Nets, um, I don't know what it's going to look like in um, Milwaukee. Like, they could be good, they could be bad, and it's just another Nets situation. But, I mean, the Blazers, they got what they needed. They have the picks, they can rebuild. Yeah, I think the difference with the Bucks is that it's not a big three situation at all. No. Like, you can call That's it a big true. three, but it's everyone really knows a duo it's game. With, yeah. And Giannis and Chris Middleton just going to fit in there. Whereas yeah. the problem with the Nets, in my opinion, was that it was like Kyrie and James, like Ky- Kevin Durant, number one. Yeah. Kyrie, James, who was number two? Like, you, yeah, it's hard to really weird. draw that line where it's very clearly going to be Giannis and Dame's team. Yeah. And they're going to work everything around that. And also, I feel like they have a much better culture. I feel mm-hmm. like just like there, because like, adding because the Brooklyn Nets had no culture. They just had the bag and they just threw they're just handing it out. Well, a big like, thing to also notice that they have a new head coach. So yeah, because Mike Budenholder isn't there anymore. So 
it'll true. be interesting to see with a new head mm-hmm. coach how that works i mean if you're a new head coach and the first like your team traits were dame lillard in the offseason you gotta be pumped yeah like, you gotta you walk be, into that yeah, room you and you're, like, pumped. you're like all right we got some dogs in i here. mean that's like a nick nurse situation where your first year with the team you're gonna yeah. like, win a championship potentially just because dame's that that kind of guy yeah because like you know i pray to god he can stay healthy and stay on the court because like when he is on the court he is like he's special like he really is like he's so underrated because and i know for like the longest time it's like oh all we hear about is dame whatever no like he is legitimately that guy the portland trailblazers have been terrible for so long and it's such a small market team that you don't hear anything about it but he is legit he is he has that killer instinct that you need out of a point guard to like hit the big shots when you need them and with Giannis being uh, like a fairly young but very very talented superstar um and just being an absolute monster in the paint like that duo is going to be absolutely terrifying because Dame is still very hungry he wants that ring and obviously he didn't want to leave Portland to do that but I think him and Giannis are actually they're very similar in the way that they kind of like go about basketball because like they're both very very loyal. Um, Dame didn't want to leave Portland. Giannis, I think he made some comment whenever he won um, his his ring about how oh like I feel like I did it the right way. Like yeah, yeah. you know he he came up through the system. He won the ring with the team that drafted him, and I think that Dame would really appreciate that. Like joining that kind of culture where it's like yeah like this is our leader and he really appreciates that. So like obviously Giannis probably has a ton of respect for Dame. So I think it's it's just as cliche as it is. It's the perfect pairing. Yeah. It really I want to give a ton of credit too to the Boston Celtics organization because I really doubt they knew that Drew Holiday was going to be moved and they snatched right up on the opportunity yeah. where it's like I give them a ton of credit because the number one way you counteract what the Bucks did was to get Drew Holiday who has experience guarding Dame in the playoffs. He's done it before and at a high level mm-hmm. and you just can't like to have Derek White and Drew Holiday who are two defensive guards who are really good and you still have your forwards in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you're going to have to figure out your five spot a little bit moving off Robert Williams. But I think the Celtics got a lot better, and they almost counteracted the move that the Bucks did. And I give them a ton of credit because I think those two teams have really separated themselves mm-hmm. out of the Eastern Conference yeah. now. It's a two-team race. And maybe before you could have said, all right, the Celtics are still there with Miami because you know Miami beat them last year. The Sixers, yeah. anything could happen. That, game, that series went to seven mm-hmm. last year. But now I think it's clearly the Bucks and Celtics to the win the conference. And barring any injuries, I don't anticipate that changing. No, I think that 100% the East is going to run through Milwaukee most likely or Boston, just depending mm-hmm. on how things shake out. But like those are the two big dogs at the top, and it's going to be a bloodbath to see who wins it. Yeah, I anticipate the Celtics will have a better regular season just because of their consistency. Whereas, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there might be some more growing pains there. But even then, I just think Dame's such a natural fit with Giannis. I don't really see the growing pains being I there. Know. I think it's just it's going to take. It, they might have like a rough, like kind of like earlier season, just like literally figuring out how to play with each other. I just imagine Giannis and Dame doing a pick and roll, and you have to defend decide if you're going to like try to stay with Giannis so he doesn't just dunk on you or if like you're going to let Dame pull up for three it's it's not it's not fair like that that is the exact combo it's it's like the Kobe Shaq combo it's like yeah. how do you defend that that's what we needed Embiid and Harden to be but speaking of Spe- well speaking of we're going to move the Jimmy Butler first before we get into the Sixers <laughs> Jimmy Butler last year decided and if you don't know about it please go look it up Jimmy Butler last year decided to make his hair into these like dirty dreads 
that yeah, to go on get his picture and it was because like on media day that's when they take the pictures for the nba.com and everything for the year so he made a joke and like put his hair down and dreads he knew everyone would talk about it and i was kind of like that's weird this year he turns up in the most emo look possible i was uncomfortable looking at jimmy butler it's probably not gonna pick no no it's not it's not picking up but i was genuinely uncomfortable looking at Jimmy Butler like talks to me <laughs> yeah because he with has the piercings the and he was kept parting the hair off it to looked the side. like a TikTok filter or something for all our YouTube video yeah, I don't know my, my hair is probably not long enough right now I got way down I know yeah so like because I can like kind of get it a little bit because my hair is like that kind of style but like it was like fully down like past his eye he had like a fake like uh eyebrow ring in it was Jesus, it was yeah, lip ring. Yeah, it was hilarious, but also very uncomfortable. Yeah, it was uncomfortable, but I just think it's so awesome that he doesn't care at all. Because that's like, I would certainly care if that was going to be my NBA.com picture and all my official pictures. And when he has to get credentialed and stuff for certain events, that's all going to be it. (laughs) Like, I give him credit for not caring because I think it looks so bad. He's just there for the vibes at this point. He is. He's he's so he. I love Jimmy Butler. He's so funny. <laughs> but another thing from Heat Media Day is just like when I saw the picture of Bam, Tyler, and Jimmy Butler again standing next to each other Bam again, I was just like, face. I know they've made finals, but I was just like, it's not enough. They, okay, first of all, Heat fans are in absolute shambles right oh, now yeah. because they were, they've been saying for probably, I think it was since Kevin Durant was a free agent, every single big name player that could have gone to the heat. They said they were absolutely going to the heat and LeBron, they got LeBron went to the Miami heat once. And then Miami fans since have just been delusional about their free every single chances. big free agent is going to go to Miami solely because they're Miami. It's like, nope, no, like you can't just get yeah. a good player. You need to offer a good trade. And I want to like, you make a good point. I want to give Portland a ton of credit for not just caving in. Yeah. Damian Lillard like, request no. and standing strong. Cause some people are saying that, Portland, the organization like blackballed the Miami Heat and said, We're not trading Dame to you no matter what. And honestly, to that, I say, Good for Portland. Like, All I right. don't, I'm for players, sure, but I don't think it's appropriate for players just to push around the team and be like, I'm only going to this team. I won't show up to training camp if I go to this team. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard's pretending like one of my things I've been very critical about Damian Lillard is, and maybe it's not even him, but it's the media. They always claim him as like the loyalty guy, mm-hmm. the guy who, Look how loyal he is. He always stays true to Portland. He hasn't left his roots. Portland giving you like $60 million a year to play play for a transfer. Hell, I'd be loyal. (laughs) Like if you were handing me $60 million and said, hey, all you got to do is stay in the city. You have your kids here. They like the school district, everything. We'll pay you $60 million. You can be the definition of loyalty. I Sign me up. Like I don't like, I don't consider Damian Lillard this like guy where I'm like, you know what? Good for him for staying loyal because it's, it's not hard to stay loyal when you're making that much and money. And also, my thing is, like, the NBA is a business at the end of the day. Yes. Like, there, like, there is no loyalty. Like, let's be real. Jay, like, what, Holiday, he said he wanted to retire a book, and they traded him the next day. Yeah. Like, look, there is, there's no loyalty from front offices. No. Players should not have loyalties. Obviously, we respect 100% Patrick like when Beverly players got are. traded to the Grizzlies. I think. And then, and then oh yeah, then he got like traded immediately. And he after. was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, grind city, let's go. Yeah, and, and then, then they moved like, him off twenty seconds later. Yeah, yeah, like they, like let's, yeah, again, like that's my whole thing is like because I do, I really do appreciate like when players are loyal. It's like you know to the teams that draft them or like to like a fan base to all that. But you're right, it's, it's I just a don't, I just don't view Dame as a 
guy who was like, I give him credit for staying in Portland and sticking it out, never requesting a trade. But let's not pretend like he wasn't getting the bag to stay in that's, Portland. That's Portland that's a fair take. Always yeah. could offer yeah. the most amount of money possible, that's and they like, did. Like they've they done, kept and they've giving done, him the money. The okay. NBA has done a good yeah. job of this. The NBA has actually incentivized teams to retain their stars by having yep. the team who drafted them be, off, be able to offer them the most money on contracts. Mm-hmm. So this idea that Damian Lillard was just staying with the uh, Trailblazers just because of how loyal he was is mm-hmm. just wrong. That's because the NBA has incentivized stars yep. to stay with the money. So. I am very excited. This is shaking up to be a really interesting NBA. I feel like you have two teams vying for it right now in the East, which is fun. And then you have a couple teams vying for it out in the West. And I think that makes it really good. As much as we want a bunch of, as much as people say they want parity in the NBA, you also want to see the big dogs go at it. And when a bunch of teams are kind of in the mm-hmm. mix, sometimes you're like, all right, the Pacers made the play play in game, but are they really that good? No. Yeah, exactly. But when you have like the Bucks and the Celtics and you probably think they're going to be the two best teams by far and you're like all right let's wait for the eastern conference final. that's when the big guns come out and over in the mm-hmm. west you have the lakers nuggets suns clippers warriors and it'll just be a bloodbath over there yeah but i did want to talk about the sixers a little bit as raj and i are resident sixers fans God, here we go their lack of activity in free agency and on the trade market and now with James Harden not showing up to training camp <laughs> is an absolute disaster. Dude, we're a meme team. Kelly Oubre, Mo Bamba, well, Pat I, Bev. Well, oh. I, I really like the move that the Sixers have made on the, the outsides to get players. But the problem lies in the fact that Milwaukee has Giannis and Dame paired with Chris Middleton. Yep. The Celtics have Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, and Jason Tatum, who are all really good. And the Sixers have... Fat James Harden, who doesn't want to train, come to training camp. Joel Embiid, and I love Tyrese Maxey, but Tyrese Maxey right now is more of a Chris Middleton player. Mm-hmm. On your, he's more your, of a really good role player. Yeah, he needs he needs to be the third on championship team right now, unless he takes a leap this year. And we need James Harden to actually be on the Sixers. James Harden doesn't want to be on the Sixers, and James Harden isn't as good as he used to be. So the Sixers right now are just in this no man's land where. They're the third or fourth best team in the East if James comes back, mm-hmm. which I don't think he's going to. Nope. But don't worry, guys. Joel Embiid made it very clear that uh, he thinks that the Sixers roster is still better than both Milwaukee and Boston. Mm. Said that on air. Because I think I think Joel Embiid believes the, the roster is better. Like, from top to bottom, I think he just thinks that James Harden needs to go for another player. God. And I don't know how they make the move happen. Look, when, I just he hope sniffs, when he sniffs the conference championship, he can start talking. <laughs> so um, it's kind of a tough year. Coming in with the Sixers, I was always like, last year I didn't think they were going to be able to pull it out. But I was like, you know what? Maybe there's a world that it happens. A couple years before, I was always like, they always change things up enough where I was like, this could be the year. This could be the year if things break right. This is definitely not the year unless nope. they mm-hmm. make a major splash in the market. Now, this is Tobias Harris's last year on his contract, so they can be able to trade that contract away for Good. expiring pieces. But just by the fact that you weren't able to trade away James Harden in the offseason, which I really think you needed to do, mm-hmm. and he didn't show up to training camp, now his value is just in the tank. Will the prodigal son Ben Simmons return? You better hope <laughs> that would be, the script writers would be cooking up a they masterpiece. Would be, I mean, they got to keep up with the NFL at this point. Yeah, they got to be able to start cooking. The NBA is just a comedy show at this point. Yeah. If we, could, I wouldn't be surprised. What celebrity who's single could an NBA star date to bring in viewership? Is Dua Lipa's son Kelly Oubre can get anyone he wants. I don't know about Dua Lipa. Oh wait, isn't she like a, oh she's from London? 
Who can Kelly Oubre um, bag? Like who's a big touring? Ice touring Spice. Or, or, yeah, that would be Kelly it. Oubre bag and Ice, Ice Spice, Spice would be crazy. Would, yeah, that would be it. Okay, Ice Spice. <laughs> who, who do they go after? Ice Spice. Hmm. Hmm. I don't who's know. Single in the NBA. <laughs> Kevin Durant's not anymore. Him and uh, Brittany Griner are dating apparently. I don't know if I was just getting lost on some Twitter like thread and people were capping and I wasn't paying close attention, but <laughs> that sure Ubre. looked like a hug to me. Um, you know what? Yeah, I think Ice Spice is it. But also, is Kelly Oubre on the same level as Travis Kelsey? But he's no. single and Kelly Oubre is no. a light-skinned god. He can bag anyone he wants. It doesn't god, matter. No. Look at him. Nah, like, no, look no, at him. No, 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 no. Jordan Poole. We're, we're doing, okay, we're doing the meme machine. Okay, hold up. Jordan Poole's new machine. hair is bad, though. Yeah, I know. But we need the meme machine to date Ice, Ice Spice. There we go. Uh, what? Hold up. You think that he could bag Ice Spice? Yeah, no. There it is. Anyway. Anyway. That's the, lack of, that's the NBA content <laughs> for the day. I'm very excited the season's coming back. What I will say, though, is I think the NBA really does need to shorten their season and push this October date into November and December mm-hmm. because... It makes no sense for week five of the NFL. It'll be week six or seven. Week six or seven of the NFL to overlap with the NBA and for the MLB playoffs to overlap. Like that's really silly, especially since MLB viewership is up. So more so than ever, I wasn't a big MLB fan until like last end of last year and then into this year. When the Phillies became good. When the Phillies became good, exactly. Again. But now that I'm looking at it, it's so stupid for the NBA to start. It really at is. this time, mm-hmm. like September, no one, October are no one wants to play football. 82 games. Yeah. So just push the season back till after the World Series. Start it right away after the World Series. You have less games. Players will be happier. The games will mean more. Yeah. And then it's it's later in because you can't you obviously have to overlap the NBA A little season bit. Yeah, and yeah. that season. But especially because the MLB is every day, like the first round of this game is three consecutive days and yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I just think it's stupid anyway. Moving on, it's good to have NBA back. Yes. NFL, big week in the NFL. I felt like this was, I keep saying it's crazy, but I just feel like, again, this is just a weird week of football. So do you want me to speed run through some of the games? Yeah, so Peter's going to speed run through all the games, and we'll pick a few out to analyze Uh, quickly. So we started off Thursday Night Football, Lions-Packers. Lions, big win at Lambeau. Uh, First time they were favored there in like 18 years against the quarterback, uh, the first string quarterback for the Packers. Um, Huge win, biting some kneecaps. They look legit. They should win this division. I was quick on the Lions. They went from like, everyone wants them, thinks they're going to win the NFC to, oh my gosh, you're really not there yet to now everyone thinks they're going to win the (laughs) NFC. (laughs) It's just, they're just back and forth every week. Um, Okay. Now Falcons, Jags, uh, the Jags are playing in their second home stadium uh, in London. I saw Woody Um, hit the gritty. Yes, Woody did hit the gritty. For those that don't know, they were for some reason the NFL did some like Toy Story with VR Plus, thing yeah. with it Disney Plus. So it was weird. very, very weird, but very hilarious to watch B. John Robinson snap somebody's ankles uh, in a Toy Story format. So that was and Slinky Dog being the chain mark was yeah. so funny. <laughs> that's that's goaded. Um, yeah, so no one's really surprised that the Jags won there. Uh, Falcons kind of got to figure it out. I will say but, I made an overreaction on a couple pods ago. If you want to check it out, where I was like. Maybe the Falcons are a quarterback away and really good. Well, they're not. They're no. horrible. Well, I mean, look. I mean, they're traveling to London, so it's going to be hard to do. Yeah, but they've scored. Out. They scored three points last week and seven yeah. points this yeah, week. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Ritter. He's got to go. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then we have Rams Colts. Uh, really good game by Anthony Richardson. He looks legit. Um. But unfortunately, the fourth quarter comeback king Matt Stafford decided. Uh. No, I'm going to be throwing the ball to Puka Nakua 55 times today, <laughs> and he's going to score a touchdown to walk off in Indianapolis. Um, 
just very actually that was a very entertaining game like mm. fully through um ravens browns um browns suck ass without deshaun watson ravens look pretty solid um i mean what was the quarterback's name that was playing for the DTR. browns dtr dtr dorian thompson robinson yes uh he looks bad uh that's really the big update uh deshaun watson you need to start playing for that team again the browns are just this story where they need to figure out the offense and it sucks that nick chubb's gone because i really think they're at the ravens level their defense is so good my defense is mm. so good also, the Ravens, I still don't think they're good enough. No, because, no. like, whatever. They're, no, no, we're not going to get into it. Um, okay, so uh, Vikings-Panthers. Vikings really didn't want to win this game at all. Kirk Cousins was trying his best to throw this game away, even through a 99-yard pick six, and then got obliterated trying to make a tackle. That was that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen because I you watched Kirk make the whole entire run back, mm-hmm. and you were like, is he going to tackle nope. the guy to stop him? And then all of a sudden, this... I don't know who 29 on on the Carolina Panthers yeah, defense. D- he was running D- like yeah, he, he, was, he was running like DK Metcalf trying to hit trying and to Kirk, take down Booty Baker. I give Kirk credit for standing in there. Dude, you just gotta get out of there at that point. Yeah. He got he got demolished. Obliterated. He got obliterated. Like I legitimately when I saw that, I was like, he might have broken every single one of his ribs. It was it was a significant hit. Yeah. But um, yeah, so update on Bryce Young, he's bad. All right. Um Alabama <laughs> QBs aren't good in the NFL. They're not, apparently. Um, Bengals Titans, uh, Bengals hit the panic button. It's over. <laughs> Blow up the team. Um, you should have let Joe Burrow rest. Uh, he does not look like he uh, is going to survive the season at this rate. Their offensive line looks awful. Hindsight's um, always twenty twenty, but the fact that you're one in three and you've been working with jo- working with Joe Burrow's injury mm-hmm. all these weeks is just like you could have played, you could have signed Carson Wentz to a game, had him go one and three. And now Joe Burrow is least healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Derek Henry's still him, by the way. And T. Higgins is hurt. T. Higgins is out with a rib injury. For and he should have signed the contract last year. Yep. Yes. Um, Bucks Saints. Baker. He's he's him. Tampa Baker. Tampa Baker is legit. Um, not legit, but like the Saints look very bad. He's fun. Uh, he's fun. He's really fun to watch. Love, love watching him. Uh, it's a really, I really think it's a perfect fit for him there. Love that mm-hmm. culture. Love that energy for him. It does make um, you think that the reason Tom Brady was ready to move on was because maybe the team was just a little better than we all thought mm-hmm. and a good a, like a solid quarterback can play there because yeah. the Bucks are kind of playing like the Bucks played when Tom Brady was there towards yeah. the end of his career mm-hmm. a little scrappy little so like, yeah it kind of adds a little bit more to the this is probably why Tom retired because he knew he wasn't actually that good his team yeah the football team is just a good football team exactly yeah and uh Saints I don't even know what that was you look bad <laughs> Um, figure it out. They can't do anything on offense. Nope. Nope. Is Derek, was Derek Carr playing? Yeah. Yeah. Derek Carr was back to playing. Was, Michael Thompson, Chris Lave. They, they've got like, they've got guys on offense. Their defense hasn't let up 20 points in like the last 13 games or something. It's a ridiculous, it's like the, it's like the whole Broncos stat from last year. Yeah. If they scored more than 18 points. They'd be mm-hmm. 10 and 0 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Saints have a really good defense. They just can't play any offense, which is strange with the personnel they have. Yeah, very weird. Um, so Dolphins, Bills, we'll talk about Broncos, Bears, we'll talk about uh, Commanders, Eagles. Uh, I had uh, full confidence that they were going to win this game. I knew it was going to be an ugly win. I want to make that very clear. I never doubted for a second that the Eagles were going to lose. Unlike the Eagles fans in the room. Raj, sell the team. Raj, Sam Howell fan club is back. 
sure. Back in session. For Back now session. until we play him again. Sam Howell looks pretty good. Um, he was able to kind of put some drives together. Looked very solid. I had so many hard fighting in there. Fordo. Uh, Eagles, Eagles are the ugliest Forno I've seen in a while. Forno Bears. Probably, I'd argue they are probably the worst 4 0 I've seen since the 2021 Steelers. Yeah. Um, and that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they were in the Super Bowl last year and they're 4 0. And they're 4 0. So. so whatever. Um, the uh, Steelers, Texans. Uh, Steelers, you are bad. Fire Matt Canada immediately for drawing up a, a shotgun pass on fourth and one and near tearing. Kenny's ACL. I hate you, Matt Canada. I, I did want to stop for one minute and talk about this. Okay. Kenny Pickett is an old quarterback coming into the league. He was a fifth-year starter at mm-hmm. Pitt. Com- like an eighth-year starter. Whatever. <laughs> Comes into Pittsburgh. He's already 25, 26, whatever he is. Doesn't have a great first about year. About to turn 25, but yeah. About to turn 25. Yeah. 25 years old. Doesn't have a great first year, but it's his first year in the system. He picked up the job halfway through. Mm-hmm. They do need to like it's. I know every Steelers fan thinks they should fire Matt Canada, so it's not a hot take, but it's agreed. They need to figure out if Kenny Pickett can actually play quarterback because of this because they used a first round pick on him, Mm -hmm. yeah, and he's likely to be. He's probably not going to get significantly better than he is Mm -hmm. in the next year or two. So you need to figure out like ASAP if he can play quarterback or not and be the quarterback for your future because that defense is really good. Yeah. And the issue is that you have no idea if he's good or not because this offense is so terrible. It's mm-hmm. like, like, what is he even supposed to be doing with this? It's not like we see a really good quarterback with a bad offensive coordinator and we know he'll get there yeah. eventually. It's like, we don't know if Kenny Pickett is good or not. Because they, they just never throw the ball whenever they do. It's a terribly designed play. And it's like, oh, he's throwing it into double coverage. It's like, what is he supposed to do? Because at least with like someone like Justin Fields, we'll talk about later, you can be like, I see the talent there. I don't see the natural talent with Kenny Pickett, so I need to know if he can play mm-hmm. in a good design system. Yeah. And Matt Canada isn't offering that right now. Exactly. And Mike Tomlin yeah. is not on that side of the mm-hmm. football. So yeah. you need to go in and try to get some yeah, creative play caller off the block. I don't know if you need to go like go down the Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan coaching tree and try to find someone exactly. that'll do something creative. But they got to figure something out because... Mm-hmm. They need to start thinking about drafting a quarterback in the next year or two. Yeah. They want to keep uh, TJ Watt sensational. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to waste him if they don't have an offense yeah. to play. Also, CJ Stroud is him. Uh, he's he's going to, I think he's going to break the Ohio State quarterback curse. Um, he's beating the allegations he's right beating now. The allegations, and he is significantly better than Bryce Young. Yes. Um, all he right. He doesn't even have a good wide receiver core. Okay. It's, it's don't like disrespect Nico Collins. Uh, like I will keep disrespecting no, it's, Nico it's Collins. Not, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> it's not like a like obviously he's got like he's probably got a better receiving core than um Bryce, Bryce. Mm-hmm. but like it's not, not saying much though yeah it's not like saying a ton because it's not like he has like multiple like top ten receivers mm-hmm. like, in his core it's like you know you have pretty solid receivers but like he's throwing three hundred yards a game yeah and Bryce Young can't even get like one fifty anyway um forty niners um this is my petition for Christian McCaffrey as MVP he is the best player in the NFL I will hear nothing else. Uh, he is carrying one of the best offenses in the league. Uh, that offense is run through Christian McCaffrey and by Christian McCaffrey alone. He is the MVP. I don't want to hear anything otherwise. No quarterback right now is doing anything better than him. I Great. can't believe Carolina did that. They were tanking. I don't think Carolina should regret the decision. No. Because, well, they're probably someone we're going to play. That's why I'm a little. Mm. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, then we have Patriots Cowboys. Uh, Patriots hit the panic button. Uh, send Mac Jones to the sun. Uh, get him out of there. 
Uh, Cowboys, that was a pretty dominating win. Your defense, yep, still pretty good. Um, and Bill Belichick, uh, your ass is on the hot seat now. If you don't get rid of Mac Jones, I'm going to say that right now. They just no offensive talent whatsoever nope. on the team. Their offensive line super injured. They're playing third <laughs> strings there. Their offensive line is the worst it is in the league. Is like the worst in the league right now. They oh have, really? I mean, they've Jesus. got they've got like third string guys playing there. Wow. They have nobody protecting Mac Jones. Their wide receiver core consists of Juju, who before the season quote his knee might explode. <laughs> then Kevin Kenyon Bourne, Kevin Bourne, um, Kenyon. Kendrick Kendrick Bourne. It's a Kendrick Bourne, Kenyon Bourne. I think it's Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Born, whoever he is, which kind of looks good at times. Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. Those are really good tight ends. So yeah. the weird, that's really weird. Like yeah. Bill Belichick was like, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get any wide receivers. But they were like, what's double, triple down on tight on ends? Tight ends. Like, why? And then I guess they thought Ramadre Stevenson was going to be like, good, really good, but he's just they, okay. Well, because the whole thing is that like they had a really good, they had a much better offensive line last mm-hmm. year. So he was able to like get some like running running holes like going whatever. Blah, blah, and some blah. of it with the Patriots is unfortunate. Yeah. Like Cole Strange is injured right now. The guy yeah. who drafted in the yeah, first yeah, round, yeah. who's actually good, and everyone yeah. memed them for the pick. But they just need more talent. There's nowhere you look like Matthew Matthew Judon is like cool. But, well, like, he just tore his biceps, so he yeah. might be out for the season. He's out for the season, but he was cool. But he's not close to the best in the league. No. And then they have Christian Gonzalez, who they just got who's really good. Also hurt, but yeah. And then otherwise, you're just kind of like, there's no star power there. So they need to actually be bad so they can draft a guy. Like, it's in the Patriots' best interest to go get Marvin Harrison. Honestly. By being bad because you need to increase the overall talent on your team. This is what the Bengals did, and they probably still need to get a better O-line. But they increased the overall talent on their team mm-hmm. by drafting Jamar Chase. And at least you could see for the years that they were good. They're bad yep. now. At least you could see... Where you were like, we have a really good quarterback and we're going to get a really good receiver and we're going to run through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with the Eagles. The Eagles were like, we're going to get DeAndre. Not, Ooh. Devontae Brown. Smith. Okay. Devontae Smith. We're going to get Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. We're going to yeah. just increase the overall talent on the roster. And they the didn't entire really about- Georgia defense. Yeah, the entire Georgia defense. Yeah. But the Patriots are like, we're going to find the diamonds in the rough. We're going to just be mm. keep being okay and not get good picks. And now they're not able to actually increase their level of play to a significant level. Mm-hmm. And you got Mac Jones throwing to guys who could easily be replaced. Mm-hmm. Also, Mac Jones, scumbag. Just need to yeah. say that right now, scumbag. I don't like him. He is the Grayson Allen of the NFL right now. I really don't like him. I'm sorry. It would be I would be more okay with it if he was backing it up with like, I won't say he has a backup cheap shots, but <laughs> at least if he was like a dog on the... On the field, field and doing really well, and he's just a really competitive guy, and he gets in like. But there's a difference but he between like, oh, he just like, he's like really competitive and like just like nut tapping someone. Yeah, the, the like, that's t- so soft. Like, what is wrong with the you? The nut tap was weird. Yeah, like enough yeah. about Mac enough Jones about and nuts. I hate him. Whatever. Um. Okay. So let's. Oh, real quick, oh, just yeah, because no. Bill Belichick reminded me of it. <laughs> did you see the video of Sean Payton cutting off his sleeve? Yeah, on his oh God, mid-game? Yes, I did. It reminded me of Bill Belichick in his cutoff <laughs> oh, yeah. sweaters. Like, I know what, he didn't cut it up that high, but it just reminded yeah. me of that. And I was like, yeah, for those that don't know, um, you know what? We can actually just go right into Broncos Bears. With yeah, this. that's actually a solid transition. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, Sean Payton decided to, uh, I think because he was like in the sun, he was like wearing a sweatshirt. So instead of like, you know, taking his sweatshirt off like a normal human being, he just had one of his like assistant coaches run up with a pair of scissors and like cut like not even like the cuffs. It's like just like the front like 
part like of... If you go to your elbow pit and then like, it's like go down your forearm about like, like another halfway. three, four inches. Yeah, it's like... That's where they yeah, cut it. And they just cut like the sleeves off. And it's like, okay, like did that really help that much? Like, are you really that much cooler now? <laughs> just because like... You cut like the whatever. I mean, so it worked. It, it, it worked. Yeah, it was okay. super strange. I don't know if it was a superstition thing, but Broncos beat the Bears 31 to 28. Justin, I saw someone tweeted it at halftime. They're like, that was the best half of Justin Fields has ever played. That was, it was a work of art because he, he looked so, so good. good. And it, he was a pocket passer. And he was, I remember we were blowing up our group chat. We were like, oh my God, they figured it out. Because he actually, like, it wasn't like Justin Fields was playing really good as a runner. And you were just like, well, he's also making passes. He was sitting in the pocket. He would come, like, if the pressure came, he would actually step up in the pocket. Yeah. And, and try to make, make a, a throw. throw out of the pocket. And if he didn't, then he would just run out like any other quarterback does. He wasn't looking to run. And I was like, this looks great. And then second half, fumble and an interception and no offense. And Broncos come back. Well, so first of all, Broncos defense, the fact that you made the Bears, def- the Bears offense look competent. What is going on with your defense? That is horrible. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, Justin Fields, uh, he looked like a completely different player in the second half. Maybe it was the Broncos defense finally made some adjustments and figured it out how to stop the Bears offense. Um, Also, they had an absolutely terrible decision uh, to go for it on fourth and one by just handing the ball directly to Khalil Herbert after handing the ball to him previously and not gaining many yards. It's like, dude. They know you're going to – everybody in that stadium knew that Khalil Herbert was getting the ball. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, maybe this one time give it to your athletic freak of a quarterback and just run a well, read option. This is, this is what I was going to say about the fourth and one. There's very creative offenses. In the league. You see what the Eagles do, and everyone hates the, the brotherly shove play, <laughs> but it works. And then you look at Miami's offense, which is a bunch of motion to catch mm-hmm. the defenses off guard. And the – Bears have no better solution on fourth and one than a handoff to their running back. Their quarterbacks are running like do what the Eagles do. Yeah, Justin Fields is Jalen Hurts like build wise. Yeah, but they're yeah. they're very similar. Build just sh- yeah. try to shove them through, and if it doesn't or, work, be like you know what we saw it done in Philadelphia a bunch, and we liked just, our chances. Just, he's like six foot four. Just mm-hmm. take the snap and jump the line. Yeah. Like whatever, like just like we know Justin Fields does not have problems doing that. It's not no, like he's gonna be like, hesitant. He's two twenty seven. Yeah, he's six four, two twenty seven. Like he's a big dude. Like just jump, just like have him take the ball, jump the line, or mm. run a read option. Like he could fall forward and get three it's yards. Just bad, just dumb coaching. Yeah, like, like I don't know. I like I hate to like just be like Eagles, 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 but the Eagles. Everyone hates the Eagles. Do it. They do. They do the brotherly shove play all the time. It always works. Yeah, like, like line it up, works. And line up. Either shove him in there or have him sneak the ball, jump the line, do have him do a QB draw or make him be it was a playmaker. Fourth, it, it was like it wasn't even fourth, like a long one, like almost two. It was like fourth and like like a foot. Yeah, like you can get that. And they uh, they were in field goal range. Yeah, which is also like I get the whole like okay, you, you know go what? for it, we to go ice for the it. game, yeah. whatever. But like terrible, terrible <laughs> coaching, terrible decision. <laughs> Oh, my God. And it's exactly what that team didn't need. It's not like they're the tanking Panthers or the tanking Cardinals, and you're like, it's fine. We lost the game. No big deal. Yeah. The Bears need to win. Mm -hmm. Okay, they do have both. They do have two picks, really good picks, which is, like, cool. But their their culture is so bad right now Mm -hmm. that they need to win football games. So I don't get the whole mentality of, like, 
oh, let's just ice the game. Like, you're not good enough just to ice the game. It's like, no, you kick the field goal and you hope that the Broncos' offense is bad, which they are. Oh, yeah. The, the Bears have the Panthers' pick, so they're going to be getting a good pick no matter what. Yeah. So who cares? If your Panthers have a top three pick, you can afford to be okay and have some moral victories and get exactly. the sixth pick or seventh and pick. Actually build a team that is worthwhile having one of those top overall picks to add to. Because, like... That's my whole thing is like you can add as many first round talents to a team as you want. If you don't have a culture, you don't have a head coach, you don't have all the all the people like around a team, they're not going to be good. Like Ooh. it doesn't matter. Both these two teams actually it's like the battle of horrible teams but also just infuriating like team cultures. Yeah. This whole entire year. Like everything the Bears have done frustrates me, especially because of the whole MVP talk and the everything with Sean Payton and the Broncos has just driven me up the wall. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, they're just, they're just bad. They're just bad. And it's really sad to see because like, you know, the league's better when like, cause like the bears are such a historic team that it like, it's good when you have those like teams with like really long histories, like be at least solid. So it's like, okay, like this is where like a lot of the tradition from the NFL comes from. And they have been a poorly run franchise since like Jay Cutler was there. Like, I don't know. And, of course, this is coming from a Giants fan. Like, I know we're terrible. Like, I get it. And it's not but, like the NFC North is really good, too. And it's like, well, you listen, like, we didn't really have a chance of competing with the top dogs. You could easily be in that second yeah. spot competing hard. Like, I mean, I think I would say the Packers are not as good as they could have been going into the year. The Vikings no. clearly are not as good. Detro- that's that second Detroit's, spot's yeah. open. That yeah. second spot's open for them. Yeah. And they're, they're, not, they're not good enough to take it. Yeah. Matt Eberflus is saying that Chase Claypool didn't, show up to the game but then another the owner is saying that they said just for him to stay home another and, one just send him to the sun like get him out like, like take him off the team like and it's like oh we're looking for trade options no one's trading for him didn't they trade a Cut second him. for him they yeah. traded a, it was a second one it was well been a first yeah it's crazy they traded a, they they essentially traded the number 30, 32 overall pick for him. that's mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah like wh- they traded a, a late first round pick for chase claypool now with the now with both like, both the Bears on. and the Panthers being winless, God, like Caleb Williams is he's going to stay in college. If you you think if the Bears, yes, his, his dad said that if, if it's a bad team, he's not declaring. Or but the thing is, is that he, depending on um how this depending on how the year shakes out, he either. Actually, now that I think about it, he probably actually wouldn't stay because they have two. They both have quarterbacks, and they probably wouldn't take quarterbacks. And then he'd be more likely to end up. So, I'm, I was just thinking out loud there. But so if you have Panthers, or you, so if you have like Chicago and the Panthers, essentially Remember, Chicago Panthers, has yeah. both their picks. So it would be like Chicago um, first two, then you would have like probably I don't know Arizona. Well, well, or real somebody. quick, you going? Yeah, good thing the Panthers don't have that pick because Bryce Young. Like even based on year one, you can make a legitimate argument that they should just should have just drafted Caleb Williams <laughs> and trade Bryce Young. Like that, Bryce Young is lucky he doesn't have to deal Bryce with that potential yeah. controversy in Carolina. That would have been insane. It would actually be a debate. Yeah, I feel like you could legitimately make that debate because of how bad he's been so far. And, and of just course, by, and just by whatever. Caleb Williams being as good as he is. Yeah, like he's thrown. I think it was like twenty-one touchdowns and like three interceptions in like four games or something. That's like he's insane. Unreal. It's unreal. He's legit. Me and my dad were talking about it. A lot of quarterbacks in college don't look like NFL quarterbacks because he does. they're doing a lot more running and whatnot. Caleb Williams treats it absolutely like he's a NFL quarterback. Yep. He drops back. He goes through his reads. Yep. He runs when he needs to run. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have a lot of other quarterbacks who look like they're kind of just going out there and like. 
they're kind of just doing stuff. Yeah, they're just kind of like doing stuff because they're athletic and they're able to. Whatever. But I think it, it, depending on what team is like three or four, if they need a quarterback or not, um, he may, like, it would be like Arizona. They might stick with Kyler Murray. They could draft him to Arizona. But like, that's where, that's the, that would be the debate. It's like, okay, well, do we think that Chicago is going to move on from Justin Fields and just draft Caleb Williams? Um, or are they going to stick the, stick to the guns, draft two other uh, great players to put around him, and then maybe he'll fall into like the later high round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so then maybe hey, it, you could end up on a team that just sucked this year and could turn it right around. Real quick, if you have pick one and two and you're the Bears, what do you do? Receiver, um, you draft. So you have picks one and two. Where do you go? Even if you don't want to name the player positionally, where do you go? I would uh, go quarterback. And the offensive lineman from Penn State. For the Bears? Yeah, yeah, for the, the Bears. Bears. I, I, would I would draft go, Caleb Williams, and I would get the offensive tackle from Penn State. Yeah, I would ha- I would have to go their O-line, which is terrible, and I don't know if Fields is him. So Yeah, I would, I would need to look. I would, yeah, I would definitely, tr- I would try to trade Fields to like, I don't know. Unless you make an argument that you go offensive tackle Marvin Harrison and try to just, Give build him the completely best shot. around him. But then if you if you if you mess that up, you're I would if you're a GM and you, you see Caleb out Williams, on Caleb Williams and then you build a good team, but Justin Fields still sucks mm-hmm. and you you're watch screwed. Caleb Williams go win an MVP, yeah. that's a you're never gonna get a job again. Yeah, exactly. Like I think, yeah, I honestly you you take Caleb Williams and depending on depending on the health of Marvin Harrison Jr., I would either take him or the tackle um from Penn State. Um, just, just kind of see because Marvin Harrison Jr. If he is like you know, if he stays healthy, he's, he's okay. He's another generational talent at receiver, and you know, I I am one of the people that loves building from the trenches first. But I mean, good lord, you can't deny that he is unbelievable. So Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison, yeah, yeah. he's he's a guy like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase yeah, coming he out. Is, yeah, he's easily the best quarter uh, receiver in the class. He's the true number one b- b- below Caleb Williams. So. Yeah, so that's Broncos Bears. <laughs> that was a really a lot point. there. I just, I just can't stand the Sean Payton. We talk about it so much. I just cannot stand I hate it. Him. Whatever. Anyway, Chiefs Jets, Chiefs Jets, not Chiefs. Chiefs Jets. Raj, what do you think about the game? Mm, the refs threw it at the end. <laughs> that was dumb. I'm glad that's your entire take. Uh, besides that, Zach Wilson actually showed some sparks of being good. Which was kind of yeah, shocking. That was that was pretty surprising. Um, the Chiefs were what was it? Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Well, no, well, something Kelsey. Was, it it looked like it looked like Mahomes was out of sync. Yeah, something because, was wrong with Mahomes that game because he was able to get it to Kelsey earlier, mm-hmm. and then the Jets kind of shifted. They started playing him a little bit more, but he would be he would throw like bad interceptions. Yeah. Like they were just like underthrown. He, they weren't thrown. I think well. the problem like, was he was just getting too fancy with this like float he was trying to yeah float he kept trying to float everything yeah. and it was like it didn't look like his normal passes it was weird he just said he like just effing throw it i yeah. i think like the chiefs came in this game they said y'all there ain't no way the jets are scoring on our defense because we've been playing so well and then and they were like so let's do like just kind of like mess around offensively you know yeah. jets defense will get enough points on them to win the game big and then the first interception happened you could see mahomes after the first interception he was like Looking at his hand, he was like, "Man, I really just like underthrew that ball." Oh well. Yeah. And then he did it a second time, like, and then it was like, "Oh, the game is really close." Yeah. Because I think they they drastically underestimated the Jets' defense. I think because their defense is really good. 
Like there's no weak links in that defense anywhere. Their front four is terrifying. Um, with Quinn Williams, they have Jermaine Johnson. Um, like so, Quinn Williams D tackle, Jermaine Johnson edge rusher. Um, they have very solid linebackers. Um, Mosley was all over the field last year. Um, obviously, Sauce Gardner, he was a lockdown. I think they threw it to him like maybe twice the entire game. Um, even uh, like their safeties, like uh, Jordan Whitehead was laying yep. a boomstick on people the entire game. Like he was, he looked like a monster out there. Like their their defense is so good, and they legitimately are a quarterback away. And oh my god, Zach Wilson looked like that quarterback for a second. It was insane. And I was like, I don't know where it came from because Zach Wilson last year hated being on this team was very arrogant there's like the whole clip of him saying like oh did you let the defense down and he's like no and he no. Like clearly let them they, down they score like three points they scored like three points yeah. yeah they didn't score a touchdown and they like ended up losing because of a punt six but um and he blamed himself he he for this looked game. like he looked like a completely different player mm-hmm. he the way the way he presented himself the way he was like throwing the ball like he needed to get into a rhythm but once he did get into the rhythm you saw the talent that's there and this is this is demonstrates why the Jets have been sticking with him. Yeah. Because I got so much respect for um what Robert, Robert Sala, Sala, yeah. Yeah. So much respect for him for like sticking with his guns, like doubling down saying, no, this is our player. Like he is our guy, defending him, getting dragged through the mud for doing that. <laughs> wasn't it hundred percent wasn't it Joe Namath was like yeah. get him out. Joe Nick <laughs> last night yeah. on the NBC the Peacock broadcast yeah. after the game, they were asking Chris Jones oh about God. oh yeah how bad he like in the, I don't know who it was. I it was um uh Clark um Ryan Clark no no uh, no hang on wait look uh, it up. I know oh, I literally saw the clip but this we'll get Peter we'll get the name he was grilling Chris Jones with these questions like well you know you took the game lightly because like you know he sucks Rodney Harrison Rodney yes. Harrison he's like you know. Zach Wilson sucks, so you probably didn't try that hard. And Chris Jones is like, no, nah, we got a lot of respect for Zach Wilson. You know, he played a really good game. And he's like, yeah, but yeah, but, but like deep in the back of your head, you knew they never had a shot because that quarterback isn't good. <laughs> Chris Jones is like, and Chris no, like no, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't think that he played a really good game. And then he also was like, yeah, okay, Rodney Harrison, Rodney Harrison, Rodney Harrison. He was like, yeah, but he still sucks. And then like I think Tony Dungy was on the ca- yeah. call too, and he was just kind of like. At some point, he was laughing, but I think he was so much like he was so uncomfortable. He was so uncomfortable. He's like, bro, like this is another human being who played. Yeah, it was so. I know it's not an accomplishment for like that's Zach Wilson's best game of his NFL career. Yeah, and that's not really a good thing because he didn't even play like outstanding. But against a solid defense and like seeing it click, like and giving give the guy a win, and they're just like grilling into him. What it was? It was literally just Rodney Harrison, which was very very weird because it was like I think at one point Chris Jones was like, yeah, you know, like he was he was drafted number two overall. Like he has like he's special. He has talent. And then Rodney Harrison's like, whoa, wait. Did you just say Zach Wilson oh, yeah. is special? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very, very <laughs> it was so strange. weird because like, obviously Zach Wilson didn't, you're right. He didn't have the greatest game. He like, they were really picking up momentum. They, he, but he ended up having like a bad fumble and like a snap exchange. Mm-hmm. It, that would really just broke their like, back. Right give the there. guy, give the guy his kudos for the game. But he, 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 I don't know what Aaron Rodgers did coming to this team, but he completely changed like, Zach Wilson mm-hmm. like I don't know if like if it was Rogers or if it was like the court a new quarterback coach I, that they're talking to him I about. almost think it was just Aaron Rodgers gave just Zach there. Wilson a security blanket where for one Zach Wilson didn't feel like he had New York City 
on, on his, his entire back. back. Yeah. And you could just be like, it's Aaron's team. And now this year, like, no one expected Zach Wilson to come in and be the backup and carry them yeah. to the playoffs. Like, that wasn't – no, everyone thought they were cooked once mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers went down. And I feel like that almost, like, loosens him up a little bit more. Whereas before, it was like he needed to find an out because mm-hmm. he was supposed to be the guy He's to get to, to the, the playoffs. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. But now I, that guy is – A. Which the most underrated part of the whole game was Aaron Rodgers was actually putting weight on his foot. He looked he just, like he could walk on it. Yeah, he, that was weird. I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't know what ayahuasca I'm, he's t- using. I'm telling you, well, there certain NFL players have to be a part of a super soldier program because Nick Chubb's knee should have been blown in half. Um, Matthew or um, Demar Hamlin came back to life. Demar Hamlin came back to life. Um, who else was I saying? I was making a joke earlier. Oh, David Njoku just like yep. burning half of his body and just still playing the next day, like. There are just certain players. Um, I watched Aaron like roll his foot a little bit, putting weight on it on his crutch. I was like, this guy had Achilles surgery, a fully torn Achilles, and like had weeks ago. Two weeks ago, like, and he's just like putting weight on. It. It's like this is impossible. Like, there's no way, and he looks fine. It doesn't look it's hurting him at all. I saw him throw one football, and he had. Like, I saw it. I was like, oh, <laughs> you, can, you can see him. You can see him on the side. It's like, hey, throw me one. Yeah, <laughs> hey, let, let me get one. Like oh my god, this if he if he manages to come back off of an Achilles tear this season and lead them to the playoffs, I uh, think Tamar Hamlin's gonna have a run for his yeah. body as <laughs> comeback player of the year. I just don't think there's enough. They've, they're too fun. He should not. He absolutely. Well, should they're not. one in three. It's gonna be yeah, nearly impossible. Nah. But but no, you're right. If Demar Hamlin's quaking right now, <laughs> he's like, oh wait, I might not win this. <laughs> But um, they he absolutely should not play. But I mean, that's really encouraging though for Jets fans because I mean, like, hey, like you might have to kind of write this year off as like a scratch. But I mean, looking at the team, the culture is just it's there. The culture is yeah. there. Every single player is there supporting Zach Wilson. They believe in him, even though they know, like you know, he's gonna make mistakes. All that they believe in him. They're buying into this team. And if Aaron Rodgers comes back looking arguably the same as he was. I think that they'll be able to, because I mean, hell, this year at the end of just tanking, they could go get a better offensive lineman. Yeah, and beef that thing I, up. I know they were there's the reporting the defense is extremely frustrated with Zach Wilson. I think those reports are all overblown. Like, yeah, you would be frustrated yeah, you'd be if your frustrated, defense is really not good. Like, yeah, but you're not going to sit there and be like, yeah, I hate my offensive players. Well, it's you, like, no, if like, you're yeah. Sauce Gardner and you're looking and you're like, man, we're always on the field. Like you know why you're always on the field because your star quarterback you just yeah, traded for like is injured. That's like what's it's, it's the situation that's frustrating. It's not like it's where not like it's not where you're like, damn, I don't know. That. Like if yeah. if I was the Saints defense, I'd be pissed off. Yes. I'd be like, we clearly have talent. Like, mm-hmm. We we traded for Derek Carr to be better on offense, yeah. and we're still not good. Yeah, that's frustration. But it's clear why the Jets aren't good at offense. It's because yeah, they lost their star quarterback. That was their entire point. Yeah. Just a quick note: Taylor Swift took over New York. It's. It, everyone's talking about it, but the reason there's a reason everyone's talking about it is because the amount of sales and the amount of publicity yep. that this has gotten is it's so good for the like the NFL needs to pay Taylor, yeah, like honestly. nil whatever it is. Like, <laughs> she's promoting the NFL yeah, just by virtue of like yeah showing up to games. Yeah, like they uh, the ratings are going through the roof every single game that she's at. Um, and I mean, Travis's like, Jersey sales are all the way up. Yeah. It's, it's on it. It's genuinely, it's, it's, it is hilarious how much the NFL is buying into this because you can tell like the different NFL fans where it's like, you have like 
a majority of the NFL fans are like, you know, all right, yeah, I cool. I would say a lot of majority likes it. I think it's, it's a go, cool. I think like, it's, I think it adds an it's extra fun. dimension. It's, to- yeah, because it, it's like the whole thing is like, you know, there's such, it's so like, we, it's such a weird combo when you like, like take a step back from it. It's like, wait, like you have like Taylor Swift fans and NFL fans feel like complete opposite ends of like the internet and like pop culture. But then now you just like, crash them together and it's like oh now they have to kind of like figure each other out and it's like you know you have like all these like announcers they're trying to like put in like all the taylor swift songs like whatever and it's like it's fun like whatever it's a new wrinkle in the nfl i was talking to my dad about this i was like there's no better way like stereotypically you'd be like oh girlfriend or like wife yeah babe turn off the football game i don't want to hear it anymore go into what channel is it on but now it's like (laughs) now you're uniting families because like oh we gotta go watch or you have like kelsey's we gotta go watch taylor swift's boyfriend play football exactly or so you have like the daughter that doesn't want to like watch anything to do with football and then she's like kind of coming down and it's like oh is Taylor Swift on tonight? It's like, yeah, yeah she is. Yeah, she is. They'll cut to her like she's the offensive Taylor coordinator. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are yeah. uniting family. <laughs> they are. And like, they're going to bring the thing. divorce rate of this country down. Down, I, I'm telling you. But it's that's the whole thing. It's like, obviously, like the NFL is like really, really buying into this. And I can, I can see the argument where people are coming from where it's like, you know, it feels to a certain extent, it's very obvious that the NFL is just cashing in on this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's very obvious that that's what they're doing. And I, I can see the argument there. The broadcast lasted like 50 seconds last night before mentioning it. Like, <laughs> they're clearly exactly. trying to cash in on no, it. No, but that, and then that's my thing. It's like when people are coming at it of like, oh my God, I'm kind of tired of the NFL constantly being a cash cow. Fine. I could see that argument. The NFL has been doing stuff like this for decades. But when people are like, I hate seeing Taylor Swift. Why is she on the screen? It's like, bro, she's the biggest pop star on the planet. No, duh. She's dating the best tight end of the league. Like, obviously, they're going to be showing it, like showing this. Like, what do you mean? Why? Like, why do we care about this? It's like, what are the it's? Oh, God, that stuff drives me insane because you get like the NFL incels that are like, I don't like it. It's like, all right, man. Like, no, it, the media is just glazing it, it now. It would be, I wouldn't say it's a necessarily equivalent comparison. It'd be like if Jason Tatum was dating like Olivia Rodrigo yeah, or something like, like that. Obviously, they would talk about Minus it. Minus the age difference, but yeah, ignoring yeah. that, but like the popularity level. Yeah. But like, it's, yeah, it's, it's wild. And, you know, I think I don't think she's gonna be at the Minnesota game. I'm guessing, but look, is it if at she's, Minnesota? Yes, at I Minnesota. Don't... There's no, okay. Look, if she's at this Minnesota game, there's no way this is a publicity stunt because who goes yeah. to Minnesota? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but obligatory Taylor talk out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And then we've got we're going down to Dolphins Bills. For some reason, like the Bills are favored to win this football game. Every all the smart like football like betters all thought the Bills would cover it, and they did. Miami ex- hadn't won uh, seven straight games going into their yeah. uh, in Buffalo. It just felt like a game that the Dolphins were gonna lose. They were gonna lose. They were I coming off the hangover. Them, like yeah. I didn't expect them to lose by twenty eight, but I think. The, I mean, I think the Bills look really good, and we'll talk about it when we get to the power rankings. Yeah, but I don't think this knocks the Dolphins too much. Like I think they just kind of like walked yeah, into a I buzzsaw. Mean, yeah, because they they had they historically have not done well there it's like when new england would go down to miami they yeah historically just didn't play well there when they they still had great teams and stuff like this was gonna like we all knew this was kind of gonna happen like when you're coming off of a 70 point win um like winning by 50 like yeah obviously you're not gonna do as well like they're coming off a bit of like the hangover or whatever and you're right bills finally look like they're they're figuring it out again 
Uh, Stefan Diggs is no longer disgruntled yeah. um, and w- wanting to not play there anymore. He, I, he had that one catch where he caught the ball sideline, juked the guy, then someone got on top of him. Spun move. And spun like, move and ran all the way in the end. So it was yeah. really impressive. Uh, also him with the, the stone cold Steve Austin slamming the beers oh. together and like spraying <laughs> them everywhere. Cost that fan like $45, but they'll never forget that memory. Yeah. That was incredible. Raj, what's your analysis on the Josh Allen just does stuff right now? How's that looking? He's still just doing stuff. I don't <laughs> trust it. it. It's he's just he's not being any allegations right now. He just goes out there and will do it. Either it works or it doesn't. Diggs will be disgruntled one game, then he won't be another game. Exactly, yeah. It's the Bills every year. It's, it's, the, every it's just what year. happens. Yeah, because they, they look at like one fiery, like very passionate receiver and they're like, he doesn't want to be there. And it's like, no, he just wants to win. Like everybody does that. Uh, uh James yeah. Cook's also one of those players where like some days he'll run really good and then and other, other days, days yeah. he just doesn't. Yeah. That's why he is the he's one of the fantasy boomer bust players. That's like the biggest enigma I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, the, I could see either the Bills like barely making the playoffs this year or winning the Super Bowl. I have no idea. There's no in between. They're yeah, they're either like gonna get smoked in the playoffs or they're gonna win it all. And I don't know which one it's gonna be. We just gotta find out. Yeah. And, Chargers Raiders Peter before the okay. podcast said he has a really passionate Chargers rant, so I'm gonna. Put down my microphone and let him have the stage. All right, look. To the city of LA, fire Brandon Staley. I know you don't own the Chargers. You need to get rid of Brandon Staley. Look, he's he was a great defensive coordinator for the Rams. And, you know, there's the whole thing about, how, oh, he was also a quarterback, so he knows the offense well. This dude has no situational awareness whatsoever. None. Because when Justin Herbert goes down with an injury, they were doing very well. They were beating the Raiders. He goes down with an injury. He's got to tape up his finger. The offense can't figure it out. Maybe that's on Kellen Moore. But again, Brandon Staley, you are the head coach. You've got to be able to figure this out. You've been uh, with Justin Herbert for a long time. You've got to be able to get an offense moving. Besides just having Justin Herbert throw 50 times. And also, when the defense and Khalil Mack sacking the quarterback six times finally bail you out at the end after the Raiders probably should have won this game. Uh, when they get a pick, when they get a pick right at the one yard line, what do you tell your defender to do? Oh, go down. Yeah, that's what you should do. There's two minutes and 30 seconds on the clock and they have three timeouts. Why are you not telling him to run downfield? What is wrong with you? Why are you backing up against your own end zone? Tell them to go score. You have no situational awareness whatsoever. All right. And I get it. Analytics. They tell you everything. Yeah. What about the other 30% of the time? They don't work. And that's what's been happening every single week. You are so lucky. You still have a job. God, I'm sorry. It's hard for the media these days to agree on something, but everyone agrees. Sorry. My mic died. Everyone (laughs) agrees that the chargers are a poorly coached team. So I don't understand why he's still getting the chances. Like I understand Justin Herbert could be better in certain spots, but just look at the stats. He's clearly good enough. Look at the talent around. Keenan Allen had like 219 yards and like two. T- it was Khalil ridiculous. Mack had six, six sacks. sacks. He had two forced fumbles. And you beat the Raiders by seven points. Like what is it? And the Raiders aren't even a good team. They had a they had a rookie quarterback starting from like Texas A and M. Who? Unbelievable. That team's just something else. God, I'm but so sick. They'll of probably that. still be alive at the end. Yeah, they'll they'll be nine and eight. They'll make the playoffs and lose again. Uh, no, no, choke a thirty-three point lead. Sorry, yes, they'll yeah. choke another lead again. God, 
How about some power rankings? How about some power rankings? All righty. So we're about we're four four weeks into the season, and it's time to evaluate where, where the top five teams are. All of us have the same list and different flavors, which I mean I think that makes a lot of sense. So my list I'm gonna start off with. I have the 49ers at one as long as everyone else. I just there's Dave, they're four and They were really good last year. The only reason they got blown out so bad last year was because Brock Purdy snapped his UCL and then another mm-hmm. quarterback snapped their yeah. something yeah. in the game and they were on third string quarterback. Yeah. So they were really good last year. They're still good this year. They've shown no signs of stopping. They've they've maybe covered every single spread they've played. Yeah. They've yeah. just been beating up on teams. Yeah. And they have the best coach. They have one of the best coaches in the league. They have quarterbacks good. They have the MVP. They have the MVP of the league. Their defense is really good. There's just no, I don't think there's a debate for any team being better than them. The the only even slight issue they could have is like maybe their secondary is a little bit weak, but yeah. like it's not bad by any stretch. So like they're they're also I'd like to make it clear these are not the projections. These are no these are just right, current right right now. now yeah. What I think does yes. not look like a playoff prediction. Yeah. Anything else about the 49ers? Um, because we all have them at yeah, once. They're so like, really good. Yeah, they're they're a wagon. And number two, I have the Bills. I put the Bills there. They they're close to some other teams, but ever since that first Jets game, it feels like they've kind of tightened the ship yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. They've been blowing teams out since then. Mm-hmm. They were a good team last year. They're just playing really good football. I also had the Bills at two. Um, I think you're right. I think they kind of had like that really weird Jets game that they just like did not play well. Um, but then they beat up on uh, what the Commanders. They really, respo- then, they really responded yes. well to yeah, that yeah. to did. that game where it feels like Josh Allen had the twenty. He was twenty one of twenty five. Yeah, La- he was very game, efficient. Like, very... like yeah, because they they beat up on the Raiders and the Commanders, and then it was like, okay, this is the big test. They're going to be playing Miami. Miami is a clearly very good football team. They shut them down. Um, my only thing with them going forward is that uh, Tre'Davious White is now out for the season, which is horribly like just so sad. Especially when you might have to see a team like Miami in the playoffs. Again, yeah, and, and you need the secondary help. Yeah, exactly. Tre'Davious White, probably the, the, easily their best corner, one of the better corners in the league towards Achilles. Out for the season, hands down. Um, maybe they'll give him the Aaron Rodgers treatment. Maybe he'll be back for the playoffs. Who knows? But I mean, um, just very sad for them. But they still easily look like the second best team. <laughs> what about you, Rush? I'm just indecisive. I can't decide between the Dolphins and Bills because that's I like mean, valid though. It's it's the whole yeah. thing with like I know the Bills. I know them way too well, yeah, exactly. and you know Josh Allen's just gonna go out there and he's just gonna do Josh Allen. <laughs> he's a Ford F one fifty, who country born and raised, I guess. Just he sees Stephon Diggs downfield. He'll throw it. It's either a tutty or a pick. He's from California. Yeah, I don't care. He doesn't look like it. <laughs> he, well, he did go to he, Wyoming. He so. feels so Wyoming. He yeah. does feel so Wyoming. It's hard to believe that man that lived in California. Yeah. I mean, well, he lived in like North California, Get I think. That boy so a it's, flannel. Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, his my favorite quote of his is uh, <laughs> "strong like bulls, smart like tractor." <laughs> That perfectly describes Josh Allen. I can't. I, I, it's like more of a 2 and a 2.5 for me. Right now, I'll put the Bills over to the Dolphins because they just like won. It's like 2A, 2B yeah. kind of thing. It's like, because, yeah, that that that's a really valid take there because it's like, you could see, because like for all we know, next week, the Bills could have a bad loss and the Dolphins mm. could have a good win and, and they're switching out. If that game's in Miami, we might be yeah. talking about yeah. Well, because then the we'll, we'll have to come back to it whenever they do. Mm. Exactly. Miami. So it's like, it, exactly, yeah. So that's, that's pretty solid. Number three, I have the Chiefs. The Chiefs and the Bills both played that Jets game really close. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs beat the Jets. The Bills lost the Jets in week one. But I think in every other game since, the Bills have been playing better football. Mm-hmm. So I give the slight nod to the Bills. Yeah. Again, 
This is not the projections. I do think the Chiefs are still going to win the AFC. Yeah. But right now, I think the Bills are a little bit better of a team than the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I the Dolphins at three, so it's like kind of just like the same thing as Raj, mm-hmm. just like the two A two B kind of thing. But and then uh, I had. Why do you have the Dolphins above the Chiefs? Uh, I have the Dolphins above the Chiefs solely because. Like just the way their offenses look right now, because their defenses are kind of, I feel like they're sort of on par. Like they're both like pretty solid. They're not like anything to really write home about. I don't think, I mean, well, actually, the Chiefs defense was like number six in the league, I think. So like they're very solid, but I don't know what's been going on with the offense. It feels like some weeks they're in sync, some weeks they're not. Um, the Dolphins offense, I feel like they're always going to be like they're, they feel like they're always like in sync. They're just going up against like good teams yeah. like, in Bills where, uh, uh, this week where they actually have like a pretty solid defense um, and also just playing in Buffalo. They just obviously they were going to lose that game. But I mean, I don't know what's up with the Chiefs. Like they they look really good one week. Then they kind of like look like they're not so good the other week. And obviously, I think they're going to figure it out. I feel like they always do this where like they're like slow at first and then they just end up going on like a tear. At actually, the, the Chiefs year. are notoriously really good in September. Really? Yeah, I think well, they've always been really good in September, I believe, hmm, which has been okay. a little bit interesting. But yeah. I mean, they're still they'll figure it out. It's funny yeah. because we're like sitting here like mm, the Chiefs are interesting, but they're three and one. Yeah, exactly. Like they're still three and one. They like obliterated the Bears. They clearly still have like everything going for them right mm-hmm. now. Like I, honestly, I have no doubt the Chiefs will be good. But like yeah. and the big thing with the Chiefs is, did you really ever think last night that the Jets were going to win the football game? Yes, I didn't. Um, There was maybe one moment where when right before Zach Wilson fumbled, I was like, maybe they got a shot. And then literally he fumbled. I'm like, all right, they just lost the game. But like, even right if there. the Jets scored, I was still like, Patrick Mahomes is going to come down. And yeah. Like, yeah. I, was, I was just never concerned. Yeah. Number four, I have the Dolphins again for all the reasons we said here. It's just, you just prefer the Chiefs over yeah. the Dolphins kind of thing. And then number five, which I'm shocked we actually all have them here, is the Philadelphia Eagles. And I wanted to talk about this specifically because the you know Eagles what? I'm going to switch not, my five. The Eagles are not You're playing. The Cowboys, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yep, knew it. I am going to put the Cowboys. The Eagles there. are not playing great football right now, but they are the only. They're two four no teams in the league. The Eagles are one of them. They are. They're winning games, which is really important. They haven't played horrible opponents. They did not play great opponents. They haven't played horrible opponents. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm going to trust the team that made the Super Bowl last year, put up a really good fight in the Super Bowl. And I think they're playing down to their competition. They lost both their offensive coordinator, their, their defensive coordinator in the mm-hmm. offseason. I think it's taking some time. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I'm concerned about is, is Jalen Hurts having that MVP year he had and then coming back down to kind of like how Lamar Jackson had his MVP season and, then like, and came down to earth. Because Jalen Hurts through four games, he's been kind of the problem. The middle of the defense has been a problem, but they've also been extremely injured. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts on offense has been the problem. Yeah, He's not playing good football. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why I, I ended up just now deciding to switch them out of five and putting the Cowboys in there. Um, just be because clear, I have the Cowboys at six. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's again, because it's so early in the year. It's like, it's pretty easy just to kind of like flip teams around and stuff. Um, just it, you're right. It's, it's really weird watching the Eagles. Like, cause I know like even historically, they've always like won like these, like, you know, beat them up games. Like they'll always end up coming up with like scrappy wins against teams that they should be thoroughly beating. Um, but it, it's really weird to watch Jalen Hurts just kind of like look fine when last year he looked unstoppable mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, obviously they got like the tush push. Like it's like the undefeated, like fourth and one play, the brotherly shove, the brotherly shove, whatever you get it. But it, it's just really odd watching the Eagles offense, which was easily one of the best offenses in the league last year, just kind of look mid 
when they have such like great talent on the team, it's like, why don't you just do the same thing you did last year? What's interesting about the offense is they're really not changing a lot in terms of the personnel. Mm-hmm. They've got, first of all, their, their coach is an offensive head coach. Yeah. And they've got pretty much the same thing across all positions besides running back. And it just feels like running back's the position you need. Yeah. At least in that consistency. But then from. you honestly got better there. Yeah, exactly. And then somehow it's like they almost look worse than they did last year. Yeah. So it's really weird. And I, I think it starts in with Jalen Hurts and maybe it's a little bit of play calling stuff, but mm-hmm. then they'll, they'll, figure they'll, figure that out. they'll figure but it out. But that's why I have them at five because they are number one or two in terms of talent as on a roster standpoint. Probably full roster, probably, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're still four and oh and and the at the end of the day in the NFL wins matter. Yeah. Check out the team like a Vikings, who we still think the Vikings are a good roster, but they haven't won games and now yeah. they're kind of in no man's land. Same mm-hmm. thing with the Bengals. You do get credit for winning football games. That's why I yeah. have the Eagles at five. I would say that I, I just think that I think the Cowboys are just like, I don't know what crack they are smoking right now, but whenever they are, whenever they get going, they maul teams. Like they will absolutely boat race anybody that they play. I actually feel like it's the opposite of the Eagles where the Eagles will play teams t- sort of close where I think when the Cowboys smell blood, they just go after. They just it. go after. It's they'll nuts. just yeah. rip teams apart. Yeah, and like there was a there was Michael Parsons. I think got like an ankle sprain or something. It looked very very minimal though. He was like out there playing again as well. But um, their defense is like you know um, Trayvon Diggs goes down and it doesn't look like they skip the beat really. Like they are still legit. They dog walked the Patriots, and I don't know what their season looks like for the rest of the year. But I legitimately think that they could, and I hate to say this, but this could be one of like with how weird the NFC looks this year. They're they could easily I could see them making it to the NFC Championship this year. the the biggest The biggest two games of the season for both the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to be the games they play each other in the exact season. Yep, like period, because they're going to be they're going to, but they're both going to sweep the Giants and the Commanders. But it's going to be those two games where they play Maybe each other. Maybe not his frisky Sam Howell. Oh, no, you're going to no. be. You're going to no. The Commanders, or the whenever the Cowboys play the Commanders, the Commanders are going to. Sam Howell's going to die. I'm going to just going to say <laughs> that right now. Michael Parsons is going to have like four sacks. Like he's going to die. But um, yeah. Raj, any take on the Eagles as a resident Eagles fan? They gave me too many heart attacks. <laughs> That's it. There we'll was see a what there was a image I sent today to the group chat, and it was like. A t- it was the Eagles logo, and there's a little timeline. It was like, wow, I'm so excited to see my seat favorite team play. And yeah. then it was like, man, I really want to die watching this team. And, and then, then it's like right it was at like, the end. Oh, yay, we won. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel watching the Eagles. Like, me and my dad will be texting back and forth during the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, like, this is happening. Are they, Jesus, like, they're letting this team in yeah. the game. At the end, it's like, hooray, we're 4 0. Like, hooray, we win. And then it's like, yeah, but then it's, everyone's like, oh God. That's, that's yeah. NFL week four. Yeah, that's, that's the NFL. for week five. I think I was looking at some of the bets uh, for week five and the betting lines. I think this might be the week where everything is normalized. I feel like I know where teams are at. I think it makes sense. Um, I'm feeling confidence in betting predictions for the next week. Again, we are 21 in betting, betting in the state of Pennsylvania, and we're all legal. So we'll probably give you those picks next week. Mm-hmm. Real quick before we signed off, I wanted to talk about the MLB because the playoffs of brackets are set. When this podcast comes out, the playoffs will be starting today. We're not super big in the baseball. Peter's a Yankees fan. I'm in pain. And he's in pain. He's on the playoffs. Raj and I, on the other hand, Raj, what month is it? Red October. Red October. Phillies play the Marlins in the first three-game series. Very excited about that. I'm anticipating another run. 
very hype. Raj, what's going on there? In the- uh, it's it's Giants Seahawks right now. Um, Basically, the Giants defender brought Kenneth Walker down, but his knee or elbow never touched the ground. His ass hit the ground. Oh, does that count? Yes. yes. His elbow just touched there. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. <laughs> what are you attention. talking about? I don't know. I don't know how the rest. But no, but I, well, I think they were doing the thing where they just like let the play play yeah. out and then they just go back to review it um, because. Oh, he's yeah, he's down. Because look, it's right there. Yeah, he's he's down. he's down. But um, they just let him. It was very weird because like they, it seemed like they stopped the play. Then they kind of like let him keep going, and then everyone was like, "Oh wait, no, it stopped." And then he just ran in the end yeah. zone, and they just called it a touchdown. He was like, "Okay, I guess they're just gonna review this." Very confusing, but, but um, yeah, I think they, I think they're gonna review it, and it's gonna yeah, be overturned, reversed, or yeah, there you go. Um, so there we go. Yeah, you heard it here first. I'm gonna say that the Astros. Well, if you're taking my fandom bracket, it's gonna be the Astros versus the Phillies again. But the Phillies are gonna win the World Series. If you're taking my lucid bracket prediction it's gonna be the astros <laughs> astros and the dodgers in the in the playoffs and the dodgers are gonna are win the world mm-hmm. series i'm very excited to watch i'm gonna be locked in the game start tomorrow it's like four of them i'm gonna be watching them all day yeah when yeah. i can i just feel i'm locked into baseball this year i got orioles phillies orioles phillies orioles okay looks orioles look peter what are, you, what are your thoughts? i i would love to see the orioles win um because it's just baltimore like uh, no, it's no, 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 like no, no, no. We're gonna have four games of the playoffs in Baltimore. Yeah, dude. What Camden Yards is one of like the most historically like good historic historic out of Baltimore. Oh my god, you're a loser. Um, no, I would love to see Baltimore win. Um, because like they have one like the lowest. Um, what's like one lowest? Hold on, real quick. If they play that damn World Series in Tampa Bay, holy cow, there. Their stadium is going to explode. The ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh yeah, try, if uh, I have to watch like more than two games yeah. in Tampa Bay Stadium, like I need to, I need the Rangers to sweep them. Like I can't, their their stadium is going to collapse. So yeah, yeah, it's so bad. But yeah, I'd love Tropicana Stadium. Yeah, Tropicana Stadium. Yeah, I'd love Baltimore to win because they're like the biggest underdog, but they're the their logo is so the cute. Seed. Yeah, a little bird. I know hat, that's like, that's my thing. Is like because they're they've always been the underdog for so long, and they're, they're such a young team right now. And they have like the second lowest like salary cap like mm-hmm, in yeah. the league. Like it's an awesome underdog story, but they're like the one seed, so it's like it's a great like it's a great story. Um, I absolutely hate the Astros with all of my heart. Um, I hate the Astros. It's just like I think we all do. Yesterday, yeah. a big thing happened where the Astros were able to get to the, to win the division and become the second seed instead of having to play that first round series. And I think that's just gonna bite this whole playoff bracket in the butt because you're giving them more time to rest their guys when mm-hmm. they've got pitchers like Verlander who could use the extra rest as an older pitcher. I just think giving them the rest and even putting them on the same side of the bracket as like the twins have like 80 some wins and the Rangers are the five seed and have like 90 something wins. Like they yeah. were going toe to toe with the Astros all year. I think Houston's on a perfect side of the bracket right now where they're going to get a favorable matchup in the second round. They might win that season, then they're going to be on like they're not going to they're going to have a good amount of rest going into the series, probably against the Orioles. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I just think this broke extremely well for the Astros, which is the last thing we want is for it to break well with the Astros. And yeah. The the NL side of the bracket is it's just going to be. I think it's just going to be tight all the way around. I think yeah. if the Phillies beat the Marlins, if the Marlins beat the Phillies, I think the Braves will have easy work. The Phillies and the Braves is going to be another just a dog fight. Of a That's going to be a, yeah. It's going to be another dog fight. So. And I, whatever Dodgers Brewers, I think will be a close series. So I think this broke extremely well for the Astros, and I'm really excited to watch. And we'll maybe talk a little bit more baseball on the podcast in the coming weeks. Yeah, I know, right? So much fun with baseball. Is Jamal Adams leaving? Yeah, 
What? No idea. Everyone's favorite player, Jamal Adams. Oh, no. Well, because he just came. I'm so confused because he was supposed to make his debut after tearing his quad game one last year. Mm. Um, so I'm very confused what's happening. Right, right. Um, and he, they weren't even playing defense. Did he get, did he get kicked out? I have no idea what happened. He was like, it looked like he was yelling at somebody on the sideline. That would be so funny if he got kicked but out. But on his game. own team. Interesting. And I, I'm so confused. He got, he's getting sent to the locker room. I don't know yep. what's happening. Oh, Jamal Adams was barking at the red hat, unaffiliated neurotrauma console console after being in the medical tent was going at him the whole time the play was happening. Just now being taken to the locker room. Okay. Uh, so he was chirping a doctor. Wait, why was the giants are on defense? <laughs> I, I, what has happened? The game has been on for like seven minutes now. Oh, so, maybe, so, yeah. oh so they must have had a drive. Yeah, first. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Right, right. All right. Before we head off, Peter. Yes. Giants win today. No, no. Okay. Raj, did the Eagles beat the Rams? Um, wait, Eagles beat... Oh, oh, next week. Yeah, the Eagles are going to get... Do the Phillies sweep the Marlins? No. Oh, Phillies sweep the Marlins. Do the Giants win their next game? I don't even know who they're playing next week. Yes or no? Probably not. Probably not. They All right, that- a punt. I'm so happy. I love my life. Please end this podcast. <laughs> That's the podcast. If you, enjoy- if you got all the way through, please drop a like, comment, subscribe. It really helps the channel out a lot. We'll see you next week where we'll have a lot of more interesting content. Hopefully some more NBA news that's not related to Jimmy Butler. It's terrible, 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 terrible. terrible. <laughs>